Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-the-box point of view. Today, we'll be discussing who's most likely to replace Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool and Pep Guardiola at Man City, and somehow between us, coming up with a definitive list of the top five Premier League strikers since the turn of the millennium. This ain't going to be easy. I'm your host, Harry Brent. Okay, well, we've got a new... A brand new guest joining us today. We're still joined by the fabulous Ashley O'Hara and Josh Rowe, but we have a new guest. David Egby, please say hello and who you support, sir. Thanks, Harry. I'm David and I support Arsenal, the Mighty Gunners. The Mighty Gunners, not so mighty in recent... Sorry, I won't get... We'll, we'll save that. <laughs> save that for the chat, Harry. <laughs> um, starting, starting to come back under Arteta until the whole mm. COVID started. But um, yeah, hey-ho. Um, but anyway, well, why, why don't we just why don't we just dive dive straight in? The first topic we have to discuss today is one that a certain Mister Egby brought up to me. I don't know about six months ago, or we had a phone conversation about it, and yeah. there was a lot of like it was an interesting thing to to note. But basically, who is going to replace Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, and who is going to replace Pep Guardiola at Man City? Obviously, the two of them are kind of the beginning to show signs of having a kind of Ferguson Wenger kind of grasp of the Premier League. I guess Pochettino was kind of a bit of a potential third wheel there, but apparently he's deemed sackable. So uh, he sadly hasn't made the cut. So but, um, to requirements, Poch was. Yeah, strange world we live in. Um, but anyway, well, now, obviously now we've got, um, you know, there's always speculation over... Uh, you know, Man City because Guardiola doesn't seem to have as much of a kind of longevity factor that Klopp does. So I guess we'll start with we'll start with Man City. I mean, there's obviously there's a bit of a cloud given that they've got this European ban imposed on them, and all the players are saying they might well not all of them, but some of the players are saying they might leave and and stuff. So I guess there's a more of a real possibility that Man City could be looking at a new. Um, manager in the next couple of years but who who do you think and we'll start with the Man City fan Mr Rowe who do you reckon sir is a good candidate I or is an appropriate candidate or whatever I, I think I think it'll be Mikel Arteta the man that's worked underneath him and I think Arteta will potentially be replaced by Arsenal uh, yeah by Arsenal uh, with Eddie Howe what, would that be? Would that be Arsenal getting rid of Arteta to get Eddie? Yeah, Howe yeah, Eddie yeah. Howe. I think. Interesting. So I think, Man, Man City uh, would take Arsenal's scraps. Is that what you're saying? Well, not not in the sense of the scraps. I think that there'll be a lot of speculation and rumours around it, and I think that Man City will approach him, and then maybe there might be a dip in form, and then maybe Arteta goes to the board, and then the the board just straight up fires him, or just says like, you know, we're not we're not really bothered about this anymore like we want to focus on the next person that's going to commit themselves to the club um, and I think Eddie Howe would be a good fit for Arsenal so then it would kind of be like right okay Arteta goes City and uh, obviously resumes the kind of style that the, the squad and the club has you know started to play under mm. um, he's been known to be a bit of a, a tactician himself like some news feeds saying that he's like he's bedroom or flat or apartments just caked in papers on papers of different tactics and stuff like I thought, this. I thought, like, I thought you were going to say like pictures of Guardiola or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that's cardboard cutouts. That's, that's Raul's bedroom. 
<laughs> God. But sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think Atasso will be a likely candidate. Yeah, he was de- he was definitely one. Obviously, before he went to Arsenal, that was that was definitely the sort of what everybody was saying. What what I've been surprised at because obviously people were, people were just going to presume that he was going to be like a Guardiola clone. I know he dresses like Guardiola, but I guess Egby, <laughs> you can you can probably attest to this. Like the the football that Arteta has been playing hasn't been completely like Guardiola style, has it? He's, he's sort of he's sort of got his own unique brand of 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 playing. Don't you think? I think it's. Yeah, it's not explicitly um, Guardiola style, but I think there's obviously elements of it yeah. in the way that I think we press and the shape that we have when we're we're moving forward as well and attacking. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued by your point of Eddie Howe potentially taking over Arsenal, um, and then sacking potentially sacking Arteta. But yeah, I don't think I think the reason Arteta left City is because they didn't promise him that he will be mm. the successor to yeah. him. Yeah. I think There's if they no would have said, yeah, I think they would have said, you know what, give it maybe three years when Pep leaves or however long in your 100% going to be his success, I think he would have stayed. Mm. Well, do, do you not think that they could have said something along them lines, but said, we don't feel like you'd be an ideal candidate just because you haven't got any, you know, first team experience and you've not been in that, that kind of limelight. Granted, he's been the interim manager whilst Guardiola's been in the stands and stuff for a few cup matches. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe City had, had this agreement where you go, right, you need to get some proper first team experience. Arsenal is that team. And then he might come back to City. Like, well, I've, I've proven, obviously, given... given Give some time to see how he does at Arsenal, but um, he could go back to City. Be like, right, well, you know this. This is me. This is what I've done. I've provided more than enough experience handling the team, uh, developing another style which is similar to, well, not similar. There is aspects similar, but it's also quite different as well. Um, and then City might be like, well, yeah, okay, let's let's go for it. Let's get him back. Potentially, yeah, I think. But I think the way football's going, in particular management, I think clubs and the higher ups, I think, have, have been a bit more lenient with the experience mm-hmm. a manager would or should have. Because I think even the term mm-hmm. manager could be deemed obsolete, where it's one yeah. person has complete control of the entire club. I mean, it was like that under Ferguson and Wenger. But I think now you have so many people taking up so many different roles. Yeah. I think the term head coach is more preferred. Yeah, and that's if what uh, Pochettino said, wasn't it? Said, yeah, well, he was getting, yeah. He was getting he grief was about And he was saying, well, my, my job role shouldn't be yeah. manager. It should be detailed as head coach because that's what I yeah. am. I coach the team, I pick the squads, I don't yeah. buy players. Yeah. So, yeah. So if it is a coach that they want, then you don't necessarily need the expertise in management as you maybe would have done maybe 15, 20, 30 years ago because he's alongside the players as much yeah. so as a manager or co- yeah. the head coach would be. So I think I think that's why maybe Arsenal took a gamble because we don't need someone to, in the transfer window, the transfer market, finding players, we need someone who's going to come alongside these players that, I mean, a lot of them aren't good and improve them. I think that's that's probably why yeah. they, they gave him that chance and why I think the way football's going to go forward, that they don't need to be managers per se. They just need to show that they have the capabilities to make players better. Mm. Um, we obviously mentioned Poch 
there in terms of mm. in terms of people that potentially could then if Arteta, you know obviously Arteta, I mean I think Arteta's a good a good shout with whether whether or not he stays at Arsenal but yeah <laughs> I mean Pochettino is, is a name that's been thrown around um I'll get your opinion on this Ash in a second um as you are a Pochettino and Tottenham fan but yeah, I, you know, I, I remember saying, I think when he first got sacked, I, met, I said to one or both or all three of you that I thought he was a, a candidate for it just because I think of where, places where Pochettino could go in the world. And obviously Real Madrid is the big one that he seems to be linked with. Um, aside from that, if they stick on this Zidane love affair for, for whatever reason, he's sort of, obviously Barcelona is going to be a bit tough. Because he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would have gone to you know, after that, you know, Italy feels like a bit of a, a bit uh, of a down from the prem. He's for PSG, didn't he? he got to PSG. Yeah, he's he's a PSG but, legend. Apparently. But that was it. So, so where you know, where else is that? If not, you know, Man City. Because Man City to, to Tottenham to Man City wouldn't be wouldn't be as unforgivable as say, you know, uh, if he went to Chelsea or if he was certainly Arsenal. But you know, there there are there are te- other there are teams that he could go to in England that he wouldn't be an absolute pariah. Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah, I'm not oh, so yeah. sure. But... <laughs> but yeah, what do you reckon? Uh, no, um, yeah, I could see, like, as much as I wouldn't want it to happen, I could see Poch mm. fitting in quite nicely at Manchester City. You know, the big problem at Tottenham was that he was never backed in mm. the transfer market. He was never given the money to buy the players he wanted. Mm. Uh, so obviously, with Manchester City, he, he would receive that. And then he could play his style of football, which... Is you know high energy pressing football, which mm. you know it's not a million miles away from what Pep plays now. It, mm. Granted, it is completely different, but not yeah, anything that would be like too that, different. At the same that's, time. that's the other thing. I think Man City is quite an uh, for obvious reasons. It's an exciting place to go for managers. They got mm. all the money in the world. They got all these great players. But I think that unlike clubs like Real Madrid and let's say Chelsea, for example, or Man United. You feel like, yeah, you, you're gonna go. You're gonna go there as a manager. You're gonna get at least three years, unless you're terrible. You know, they're they're, inve- they're invested in these managers. I mean, even like Pellegrini, who who never really felt like I know he won a league title, but never really felt like he was the right man. He kind of he he almost saw he saw out his contract, didn't he? Or he he sort yeah. of he wasn't for you know there wasn't a sense of oh god we need to get rid of this bloke. They seem to be like you know honoured the contract. Yeah, you're gonna get your time. Um, Do you reckon that with with Pochettino at City, because obviously with his, his style of play that he had at Tottenham, do you reckon his style of play was very limited with the players that he could have? And do you reckon we'd see a different a different style of play which could be a more finished product if he was at a club like City with more resources and better better players at, at hand? Um, I'd say not. I don't think he'd change it up too much. I know he was. He, like towards the tail end of his time with Spurs, it seemed everyone's legs were going slightly and they couldn't run. But up to then, it was a very effective like tactic, and mm. it was used very effectively. So I wouldn't see him changing it too much. Maybe it, obviously you adapt it to the players you have. But mm. Mm. He's got- I feel like the infrastructure at United is better suited for Poch than at United yeah. than at City. I think just with regards to the, especially the youth players as well and the youngsters that United have available, I feel Poch 
would relish the chance of nurturing their talents and bringing them through as opposed to City where he's they've obviously got incredibly talented players but I feel like it's more of a project with United than it is with City and I feel like Poch is sort of a he, he likes to have projects and build yeah. teams through from a young age and bring them up as opposed to having set all the players ready to play. Do you, do you not think though that Woodward, would, Ed Woodward would basically be a sort of Daniel Levy-esque figure in that he's, he's buying the players that he wants and he's not you know, spending the money where he wants and he's the kind I of think, shrouded head figure that is stopping you from having the freedom that you probably need to become a great side? I think you're really undervaluing Daniel Levy in that sentence. <laughs> well, just, just I, I think Daniel Levy's obviously, he's obviously done what, no, he's taken Tottenham to become, you know, the, the title challenging team. Yeah, and I don't deny that. But, but I think there's also undeniable evidence that, you know, in the, tra- not, not just in the transfer market in the sense of he's not given um, managers money, but it just seems, it seems to me that there's, I continuously hear stories where Tottenham could buy these amazing players and could have spent an extra, you know, they offered 12 million to get <laughs> Paolo you know, Davala, yeah, whoever it is. And it's like Daniel Levy yeah. just says, no, I'm, you know, I don't want to spend an extra 500,000 pounds because, you know, X, Y, and Z, um, you know, and obviously the, 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 the sort of sacking of the, the sacking of Redknapp was a little bit kind of suspicious. The sacking of uh, Pochettino was obviously a bit mad. Um, it, was a, it was a mad 24 hours for me. Personally. Yeah, it just, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm sure, he, you know, he has done fantastic business there, but I, I sort of feel as if I would never feel that comfortable. You'll know. see it going around that Tottenham are the most valuable club in the Premier League. I did see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. done that. Well, That's, yeah. I mean, this isn't about Tottenham, this topic. Well, I was, was going to say, yeah, should, we, we, but... should probably, we should probably try yeah. and, get, and sort of steer this back. It's for another time. We, we can talk about this another time. So, like, yeah. All time so, in the world. Back to. Uh, what, a, what about Patrick Vieira? No. No. No? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, he's doing, he's doing So he's, he's at Nice. He's doing, he's doing done pretty well at Nice. Been there a couple of years. Progressive. Um, finishes there. I mean, he was. Where was he at before? New York, was it? Um, yeah, you don't. I don't get the great sense of oh, Vieira's one to watch, but obviously he's got mm. links to Man City and links to their sort of hi- mm. hierarchy and stuff. Um, but I hear that shot down. That's uh, I think if you, you know you're in the French league, like they're the only league to announce that PSG are the champions of blah blah blah. And I just think that just says a lot about the entire league that they don't class themselves as elite as the rest of the. Well, the leagues in the world. Bloody farmers league. Bloody farmers league. I mean, yeah, well, I was say, yeah, pretty much. But I mean, like, if you can't do, if you can't even get, you know, I don't know exactly where they are, but if if uh, when you say that it's at Nice, I don't even know it's at Nice, but hmm. I'd expect, I'd expect him, especially the, the caliber of player that he was, and he's had many years um, alongside City, you know, doing his coaching and stuff like that. You'd expect him to be. You know, in the top like top five teams. I mean, I don't know if Nice are up there. The they they, they finished fifth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, but I no, like, I, I, I will not pretend I know enough about like <laughs> but the no, tactics of I, Nice playing football. I, uh, I take your point. He, he, to jump to jump straight to City, I guess from from the, you know he's not he, for, as as English football fans as we are. Like we're not all watching League One every week. Particularly, I was not on, and, and now it's finished. But um, we're not. We, you know, there's not enough of. You know, you don't get the impression that Vieira is making 
enough waves to jump there. But I mean, you know, just like I said, like, there's 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 a few people I was looking at, and like, obviously very exciting managers coming through, maybe. Yeah, and I, I knew about them. Like you know, I know like because they're talked about so often, and their mm-hmm. tactics are spoke about so often. And it's like you've just you've just said with, with Vieira and Vieira and Nice. It's like yeah, no waves being made. There's no one like praising yeah. and hailing like Vieira for like. Then, then again, it is one of these things. Like, obviously, within within Barcelona, Guardiola was was hailed and stuff. But but the, the world, the Europe, didn't know about Guardiola sp- particularly in, until, yeah, suppose, until he was yeah. given the job. I know it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird example because I'm sure within Barcelona they knew how good he was. But nevertheless, you, you know, the reputations are only get, only go so far. Um, you know, if if there is an unearthed gem there, you know, you never know where you're gonna where you're gonna find the next one. I mean, who who'd heard of? Um, Ajax boss Ten Hag before a year, you know, two mm. years ago. Let's say, I will admit True. that I did. I hadn't. <laughs> Maybe his his presence as a player is a bit of a, um, you know, it's kind of giving him a bad impression already because he's already got more attention than most of the players. Yeah. And uh, sorry, most of the uh, yeah, most of the managers. So say if the limelight wasn't on him at all, like like you said, mm. the Ajax manager. No, maybe you know it might be making more of an impact because he's got that that stature and that name already mm-hmm. because he was you know an incredible player. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, wanna, I think um, I want to float a name in a minute. Go on, go, go on, on. I'll float my name afterwards. No, I was going to um, suggest Zidane. Zidane. Yeah, I think the main thing with Zidane, I think, is that he's won the Champions League, and I think obviously yeah. that's the only title that. City haven't won. That's the elusive yeah. title for them. I think he's got the pedigree. Trophy. Yeah, the pedigree, the tactical nows, the trophies. He's he's got everything. And I think, yeah. for me personally, I think Pep will leave City in three years. And I think by that time, um, I can see Zidane potentially being available. And I can see City just snapping him up just to go for him mm. just because he's got that pedigree and he's got the Champions League. Yeah, True. But- Chelsea did obviously a similar thing where they at one point decided right we've done the Prem let's go and win the Champions League they got um, what was it Scolari Scolari, then Ancelotti and you know there was there was obviously and then Villas-Boas had had, just won the Europa League so I guess there was feeling that he might be a Mourinho clone do you go Um, through managers we do we do Uh, not anymore though Frank Lampard for the next 10 years obviously Um, (laughs) you know uh, yeah I, I think I think there could that could well happen at City. They could just decide this is this is you know domestic trophies are fine, but we want to establish ourselves as a European giant. But is I mean yes, Zidane is obviously he's the only manager to win it three times in a row. But I, I still don't I, I still don't feel I still don't feel like I've been impressed with a Zidane mm, uh, Real Madrid yeah, team. Absolutely. I know that's absolutely stupid to say when they've won the league and the Champions League and and blah. But I I I think. I don't know. I, 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 see, I see Man United as, as we must do everything to get Zidane because I think Man United will have a slightly less. Um, are you, are you, are you implying that Oi Gunnar Solskjaer is not going to be there for the next <laughs> um, 10 years, Harry? No, well, thankfully, what, what Oli Gunnar Solskjaer does is he, he tends to sort of have a, have a bad result, have a couple of bad results, and then the talk of him getting sacked comes up, and then he gets a couple of big wins, which keeps him in the job, which is brilliant, because he just keeps Man United at that low threshold of, of just about good enough to keep him in the job. It's fantastic. Anyway, um, but no, I mean, possible, possible, possible shouts it out. Uh, Ash, what do, you, what do you reckon? I have Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah, well, he's the he's the sort of fa- the, the odds on well, not the odds on favorite, but the 
he's big on the odds for both. Yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd like to have him at Tottenham personally. I, th- I think he is um he's quite fun. He's quite fun. Um, yeah. No, the reason I think he'd he'd fit in there, uh, obviously, like obviously we've talked about making waves. That's, that seems to be quite important. Mm. He's been making some waves. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's the youngest Champions League manager. I think I saw somewhere. Thirty-two. I think he is. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Probably. Yeah. The youngest one. Um, currently, you got RB Leipzig doing very well in the Bundesliga. I think the third, mm. one point behind yeah. Dortmund, five points behind Bayern, mm. and they've got the least least losses in the league. And mm. yeah, and the type of football that he tends to play with um, RB Leipzig, obviously, he plays different variations of a four-four-two, but um, mm. they're always high there's a a big emphasis on attacking based football with a lot of possession Mm. I feel like that just would fit in at Man City Mm. very well especially in the next few years with the players they've got he he definitely he's definitely going to be that you know as soon as um, there's talk of uh, Leipzig not being able to hold on to him he's going to be on the list of everybody presuming that he you know keeps keeps them playing as they are but well, i agree i, I mean, think i think the style he, that he's progressed them quite far hasn't it like from getting knocked out of the europa league a few seasons ago mm. to finishing fourth last season and then really closing that gap this season obviously it's finished it's stopped now and it's yeah. due to be back but like they've gone from fourth players with quite a big point gap between mm. them and the top two they've really closed it and narrowed it so, I mean, he's progressing quite nicely, and he's just what he's qualified for the quarterfinals of the Champions League. I, I don't know who we beat uh, in the round of sixteen. I don't know who <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't remember. Really team, didn't, didn't watch the game, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, Do you know, no, I think it would be a better fit for Liverpool. Yeah, I was thinking that. Oh, sorry. Wait, was that? Do you? Do you, Sorry. Go on. Say. Say. say I said, do you say. not think that Nagelsmann would be a better uh, fit for Liverpool opposed to City? I I think I think he'd I think he'd fit equal, equally well just given that I think in both places he'd be he'd be allowed for I, I don't mm. you know the the sort of thing for me I know he's obviously done very well at Hoffenheim before um, Leipzig he's there's still a bit of a kind of unknown quantity isn't in there about about managers this year of course like you look back at Villas Boas when he was at Porto I mean that Porto team mm. was seriously flipping good yeah. and then you know he sort of tailed off when he when he went somewhere else but. But yeah, well, why, why, why do you think he'd be a better fit at, at Liverpool? I think just with the description Ash gave of the the tactical flexibility, the intense pressing, it's almost Klopp like. Yeah. And obviously, you don't want to draw comparisons, but I think if it depends what Liverpool want after after Klopp is it's done there. If they want to carry on that sort of gag and pressing intensity that Klopp has instilled in them or whether they sort mm. of maybe want to go in a different direction but if they definitely want to continue it or continue with something similar I think Nagels, Julian Nagelsmann would be a, a definitely a better fit for that for Liverpool Yeah he's because he, they've not really you know had an identity as such you know in the same way that um, Ma, you know Man City until Guardiola didn't have a you know, a sort of true identity that you can identify in the same way that you could say Arsenal always had under Wenger or like Chelsea had under Mourinho there was a definite identity so I guess if if Liverpool wanted 
I probably agree with you. I think he would definitely be an ideal person to take over Klopp and probably somebody, you know, who you could kind you know, because I think anyone who replaces Klopp now, there's a big pressure on mm. producing the exact same kind of results and, for, you know, creating the same formidable side. Obviously, mm. it's going to be very, very difficult. But I think at least if, if let's say, let's say Nagelsmann kept, comes out of like the Leipzig job and goes to Liverpool, I think there would be a sense of, okay, give him, give him three or four years before we, before we judge anything that he does, even though he might be taking over a champions mm. team. But my, my issue is, I, I don't think Klopp's going anywhere for a long no, time. I don't think he is either. I think, I think he'll be there for, yeah, like you said, a long time. He's, he's got the structure that he's wanted. He's worked and made this structure himself alongside with the Liverpool board. And mm. I just think it's going to be a, a, a big, a big, uh, you sound a big excited. temple to, to break down. <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be gone in three years. <laughs> I think five. Five. Nah, right, yeah, yeah, so five, 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 minimum. five, I think, is a, is a, is a reasonable show. I just think he, he unlike a lot of man, you know, a lot, particularly foreign managers when they go to go to a big club, he, he really seems to have invested himself in, into the city, into the club. Mm. I, I know that's probably just the kind of character that he is. You know, he's obviously at Dortmund, he very much felt like a flipping Dortmund bloke through and through and he's done the same at Liverpool. It's probably just who he is. Didn't, didn't his same, Dortmund team drop off instantly after they reached their peak? Well, he had one season, I think, after he, after he, because he, he won a couple of titles in me, and then he got to the yeah. Champions League final. But then I think he had a season just before he went to Liverpool, where they, they, a bit like, a bit like you seen with Poch, where they really dropped off. But Dortmund were like, mate, it's cool. You, we're not going to sack you. You've earned a shit season. Um, but um, did not think, no, did he not have a season out before joining Liverpool? I th- yeah, I can't remember the exact time frame because I think he joined mid-season, didn't he? I think he might mm. have a season up, but but his final season at Dortmund was was poor. Like they they really play- they were really bad. Yeah, but then you know he the teams go in cycles. You can't always expect to be at the very mm. at the very top. I think um, I, I could definitely see him there being for a minimum of less than five years. Um, enough but, time for someone like Gerard to come in, perhaps. Yeah, yeah Gerard exactly is the one I have. <laughs> I do not think he's well suited to the job at all, but I think he's going there. Yeah, he's like, definitely going about I'm, it in the right way. I think him and Klopp signed new new deals with their clubs, like new mm. contract extensions, at the same mm. time for the exact yeah. same period of time. Yeah. But I don't know if that's not planning something out for the future, I don't know what mm. is. <laughs> do you not think maybe after the along obviously when we were talking about the other uh, replacement for Klopp? and saying that he's very well suited, the Leipzig manager. Um, do you not think that maybe in the next, whenever Klopp either re- you know, retires from Liverpool or potentially even sacks from Liverpool, do you not think that the club might need a new kind of identity? Because obviously you shouldn't, you know, if, it, if, it, if something works, you shouldn't really change it. But if, you, if, you, you know, if it works for a long amount of time, sure, that just gives other People, teams more time yeah. to plan against you. And maybe yeah. that new dynamic uh, structure of a team that maybe Gerard could you know bring into it might be something that the club needs and then obviously it's a, a you know it's a breath of nostalgia as well with the club captain coming to take the reins of the club so it will highly depend obviously on how well he does I mean he's yeah, taken he he's taken Rangers forward hasn't he but I think if if he let's say he you know because there was talk of there was talk at the end of this or the midway through this season that he was going to resign and and stuff that there was like you know there's a bit of kind of friction he seems quite a kind of 
emotionally driven, potentially yeah. quite hot-headed guy. Not, I'm not saying he's a furious Ferguson type, but but he just seems like the kind of guy that would just realize, think this isn't working, I'm going to leave or something. I think if, you know, it definitely felt like Rangers was a kind of... He completely uh, switched up his tactics when he came to Rangers. He used to play like a 4-3-3. Yeah. And then yeah, it I mean, wasn't he, working at all and he completely switched everything. And he's, he's obviously still finding his feet um, as, a, as a manager, but... Um, he, I, I've got no doubt that he'll have the Liverpool job in in mind. But I think if Liverpool are going to yeah. are going to hire him, it will highly depend on what he does beforehand. I'm not sure, particularly given Klopp's success. I'm not sure mm. doing well with Rangers w- will be enough. You know, we, let, mm. let's say with, I know Lampard took over at Chelsea after just one season at Derby, but I think it was quite a unique um, position where Chelsea were not doing great. I know we just won the Europa League, but, you know, transfer not, not playing great football, no tra- transfer ban, even Hazard leaving. It was quite a good time to appoint Lampard and it was fairly risk-free. Not risk-free, but you know what I mean, R- low risk. Whereas yeah. with Gerard, if he comes in after Klopp, you know, it's very kind of, okay, you've got to hit the ground running or else, or else yeah. you know, this is going to be a disaster. I feel like he needs to... As well. Sorry, oh. big one, you go. I was just going to say, I think he needs to... Um, do well in the Premier League. I think ideally it would be a case of maybe in the next two, three years winning the title with Rangers and then maybe switch into the Premier League with potentially a Newcastle or another team that, no disrespect to those teams, but like a stepping stone team. So maybe he gets... Southampton. Yeah, literally, I was thinking, you know, Southampton and Newcastle, yeah. someone of that ilk. And I think then, Southampton would be perfect. Yeah, and then yeah. work maybe come into the top 10 and then maybe yeah. get into Europe and... And yeah, just just having that sort of success with a with a lower down Premier League team, no disrespect, like, but like a, like doing a well. So yeah, <laughs> so doing well, so they see that he can he's he has got what it takes to succeed. Let's not yeah. forget though that he is he is he's doing well with Rangers currently, mm. but yeah, Rangers are spending more money than they have ever spent ever, and they're getting themselves in quite a bit of debt because of it. Mm. And he's currently unable to haul back a Neil Lennon run. Celtic, which is not the best kind of Celtic, let's be clear. I mean, what are they? I think are the Celtic, uh, thir- oh god, 13, 14 points clear of them currently. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if that's probably that sounds about right, but um, like Scottish football isn't my forte by any <laughs> any means, but yeah, 13, 14 points clear what, of them. What and if they're what, getting into a lot of debt? What, what if before joining? Uh, a Premier League side. What if he did quite well in the Champions League with Rangers? Hmm. I mean, I like changes everything. Right? <laughs> do, you reckon, do, you reckon, do you reckon if he he got to like no quarter final with Rangers? I mean, that definitely sort the consistently. Well, yeah, consistently for two for two seasons. Do you reckon then that would that, that bypass them the, the Premier League club? And then financial superiority in the Scottish Premier League. Yeah. If they did that, I think it would yeah. still de- it would still depend on the kind of football he was playing. I think as we touched on it before, you know the the way that people are hired now is kind of more so about how your um, set up as a tactician is or whatever, r- rather than he plays with um, two number tens, right? He? So he'll have um, what's his name, Brelos. Morelos in strike, and then he'll have two number tens <laughs> playing behind him. Mm. And like, if you if you if you compare that with Jurgen Klopp's team, for instance, who it doesn't really have a number ten. No, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think I think that it seems seems it doesn't merge unless, like, you know, like like was it raw? You said, you know, change change things up. It's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. No, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I guess it, it all depends on when Klopp leaves. If Klopp leaves when these when this mm. particular group of players are still like around and are still in their prime, then mm. such a drastic tactical shift would would surely be a bad thing. Depends. I mean, that's what Guardiola did with City. He got rid of all the dead wood straight away. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about um, obviously usual suspects? Nailsman will, you know, we've already mentioned him. Uh, Diego Simeone, I thought was a was a, was like just he. Uh, there was a time he won't come he to England. Be, yeah, there was a time when, yeah, when I, I thought he's he's you know like got a you know opportunity to jump away from Atletico and stuff. It seems like that ship has sailed. But I, you know, I just wondered whether, um, you know, if there was a certain feeling that they wanted to just become an absolute kind of. If, if I, I don't know if Simeone, if Simeone wanted to, at some point, make the jump somewhere else, because surely at some point, as much as you want to create your own dynasty or whatever, Atletico Madrid, maybe you'd want to jump. If Liverpool wanted to create that, you know, become this flipping defensive machine as well as being this attacking formidable machine, maybe it's a good good way to go but I was not necessarily saying that's what I think just kind of throwing the name out there um, I think the other, that, oh go on I think that it's not a problem it's not the case of uh, his impact or you know I think he's just comfortable at, mm. at Atletico Madrid being the highest paid manager in the world and it's a case of which club's gonna afford to risk it on a manager that's only really been at Atletico and he's that's a good point yeah he's, he's not got yeah, for 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 the amount of time he's been there, he's not been hugely successful. Like he has, you know, he's got his definite, definitely got his own style. But I mean, I wouldn't say he's been. He shouldn't be on the same way. He shouldn't be on any wage bracket higher than Klopp and Guardiola or even Mourinho because they're proven managers that have, you know, won. Yeah, I mean, Pochettino, he, I'd say. He has broke. He, you know, he has successfully partially broken that kind of. Duopoly of Real Madrid Barcelona in in that division. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously they're not they're, they're not consistently on the same level, but the fact that he did win a title and obviously should have won at least one Champions League at some point, uh, very unlucky in both finals. He had a few um, finals, didn't he? Two yeah. finals, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, two Champions League finals, yeah, both against Real Madrid both, as well. Both unlucky, mm. not to, not both both better team in both finals, you know. Yeah. Um, but no. Interesting, but um, for the sake of time, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us on to the what is likely to be semi highly controversial. Um, so I've given us the task of narrowing down the top five Premier League strikers uh, of all time. But considering that we're all in our mid twenties, I figured I'd make the cutoff point uh, at the millennium. So any 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 striker who was in his pop. Um, Pre two pre year two thousand, I think we can discount because let's be honest, we weren't around to to see them or properly be infused with who who they are and their reputation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. So, but the the catch is, we've all got to agree on the top five, and not just that, we've got, we've got to agree on the order. So Ooh. I just I obviously we've got a Tottenham fan, a Man City fan, a Chelsea fan, an Arsenal fan. So there's a lot of variance here. And I hope it's going to be balanced. But I'm going to throw the first one out there. I will number tell one, you, Didier Drogba is no, not going on this no, list. No, <laughs> number one, number one is Thierry Henry. That's I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with with that player, not the positioning, but that player. 
Okay. So, yeah, no, I've got him as number one. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's, we can, we can sort of discuss like other, other potential players, but I think Mm. we might as well start with the, with the proper usual suspects. Like, um, Ash, have you got, because I think we've all got Henri on our lists, whether it's number one, I don't know. But have you got, have you got Henri up there? I, well, I didn't really class him as a, a centre forward um, okay. in my, um, uh, he was going to go on my list, but then I decided to, like what centre forward was. Let's say, if, <laughs> let's say you are classing him as a centre forward. Is he yeah, he'd, he'd definitely be on my list. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep that as a, we'll, we'll keep that as a little bookmark for now. So I think we all agree that Henri's there precisely yeah. where he is. We'll, We'll go out. I guess, considering that the Man City fan is saying that Henri's not first, I'm guessing that number one is Aguero for you. Correct. Correct. Okay. So Aguero. I mean, Aguero, again, the, 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 the diff has changed, but Aguero is on my, in my top five. Uh, Dave? Yeah, I've got him in, yeah. Yeah, in my top five. Aguero, okay. Ash? I have Aguero first on my list. Aguero first, okay. Well, that's yeah. right. I think we can, we can similarly bookmark him. Not Harry Kane, Ash. What's going on? Harry Kane second on mine if we want to go on <laughs> to the next positions. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about Harry Kane then. So, has anyone else got him on theirs? Yeah, no. I've got him in my top so, five. Agree. Okay, all right. I, I was, I was, he was, he was, I put him in brackets. He's, he's next to my number five. I probably put him number six. I think mm. if you, just little, little mm, things same. like, he's, obviously his goal, his goal record is only second to, Aguero and only by point one of a, mm. of a thing in terms of goals per game. Um, yeah, not point, not one. Yeah, yeah, which is basically like saying it's the same, which it is. Um, and obviously, the thing that you know, the, the the mark against Kane is that he's you know he's not one, he's not won the league. I don't, I don't necessarily buy that as a complete. Oh, therefore you can't rank him as highly as X, Y, and Z. But at the same time. You know, these when you're ranking the the very best of all time in a division, these things are quite important. Um, you know, but but okay. Well, Kane's. Kane, I mean, if Kane's you're looking at, if you if if you if, if you want to look at the like um, accolades that he's got on his own, he's got uh, two golden boots and six player of the month awards, which I was counting. Six player of the month. Wow. I was. I was I was counting them as like part of my uh, part yeah. of my little spreadsheet statistics that I've got. <laughs> you got to think of who's um, up against though. Yeah, I mean, but he, he has the, the most like he, he has the most accolades on his own out of everyone on my list of eight. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, even even if he's not won anything as a team, he's winning things on his own. Not to mention like a World Cup golden boot. I know we're only doing Premier League, but he has got a World Cup golden boot. Yeah, I think just for the for the sake of what you just said there, I think while we're just talking Premier League, I think you can take the player that they that they were during that period in into account. So you can take, you know, Kane won the golden boot when he was a Premier League player. Like yes, he didn't do it in the Premier League, but for me, I think that still holds value. You know, it's it's still, you know, if 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 Kane scored seven goals in that Champions League final, that would be worth noting. <laughs> Um, not forget his work rate as well. Like he is one of the most professional, hard, hardest working players. But okay, we'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll come back to him. Uh, he's he's right, a potential. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, who who else? Going on there. Okay. I'm I'm you know I'm obviously going to throw Jogba out out there. Uh, you know, I think I'm looking at your faces on this Zoom chat that we have got going. I'm not seeing a lot of support for that, but quite frankly, I had Jogba six. Shocked and appalled. 
by your ignorance, all of you. Um, but uh, um, like but okay. sixth and seventh for like so close. Yeah, I had him sixth. Okay. Like I would, we're doing the top five, and everyone keeps talking about their six and seven. No, no, it's like it's like the players that that mm, just yeah, missed yeah. out. The yeah. yeah, the fringe players. Yeah, they're on the bench. But okay, so I mean Rooney, Rooney's another one. He's I have Rooney. Gotta be on most Rooney. I have Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he's on mine. Judging well. by my by my numbers, I've got he is quite. I'd have him fifth on my list. So I think I think that's three that all four of us have got, which is. Thierry Henry, Sergio Aguero, and Wayne Rooney. So yeah. I think we can say I didn't, that they're I didn't all have, safe for you. I didn't have Thierry Henry, but we'll, we'll say Okay, but we'll say that you did, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know who to replace on this list. It's probably so, very obvious when I tell you my list, but... I mean, me and, me and Josh had this, um, had this conversation a, uh, a week or two ago, and uh, obviously I'll, we'll come to the controversial, mad, crazy one in a second. Um, uh, but you, I remember you also saying Van Persie was on was on yours. Yeah, yeah. Van, Van Persie. Persie's Van Persie. I've got yeah. Van Persie. Yeah. Of course, the Van Persie's on the Arsenal guys. Yeah, I just, I don't like. We mentioned it in a previous um, discussion that I just think Van Persie had that little bit more of an edge over Drogba, like statistic wise, quite similar. But I just think Van Persie just had that little edge over over two Golden Boots, book. five players of the month. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, if just given that you've made that comparison there and I know me and you had this conversation before but for the sake of Ash and Dave um, my argument for for Drogba was that you know while he was never a particularly you know bang 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 statistics statistics striker obviously his big thing was always every important match more or less he, he turned up every big I know this is again whether or not you can count this as Premier League but every cup final he's he's scoring or making and making a difference every big you know semi-final big game against title rivals he's he's either scoring or or making something happen um I don't know whether you can say the same about Van Persie I know there was a couple of seasons his final season at Arsenal where he, where he went mad goal scoring wise mm. and then obviously his first season at United was very good but pre that and post that can you really say Van Persie was up there with the best strikers in the league was he not always a level below your Thierry Henry's and your Torres's who we'll come to in a minute and etc and, Drog- and Drogba's like for that sort of period of 2005-06 to certainly 2009-10 I-, I-, I think anyone who r- ranked Van Persie above Drogba I would call a crazy person but that's just me. Yeah, I think I've always rated Drogba. I think he's one of the most complete forwards that I think I've ever seen or has ever been. I would put him on the same lines, similar lines of Lewandowski with regards to left foot, right yeah. foot, head in. Yeah. Like he's got it, he's got it all. But so I think with Van Persie <laughs> he, he just like I said, he was he just missed out, but I think Van Persie, he was just class. He was I'm not saying Drogba wasn't, but Better I think than, better than Drogba at his, at his best. Yeah, I think just his his class and he had a certain elegance about him, almost like mm. Dennis Bergkamp and Henri sort of mix. He he was just quality and that's high praise. Yeah, and I, even though Payne <laughs> for obviously leaving to United and he obviously did win the league, that's, I think that, he's that's bla- surely sorry to interrupt you, your flow. That's surely blasphemous as an Arsenal fan. You said that <laughs> the the love child of Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp is Van Persie, <laughs> the guy that you all hate. Just, yeah, and not only just in the way that he played in the scale and elegance that he had, and I yeah, think I was watching a few on the ball, videos of especially it. Volleys. Yeah. 
was was unbelievable and that his left foot was just incredible and I think even his goal scoring record speaks for itself as well 144 goals in in the Premier League and I love yeah. dropping you know I always say that to you Harry he always scored against us which is annoying you whisper but... it to me at night yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just think Van Persie for me just edges it he's he's just incredible quality okay player. we'll 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 come back to that um I'm still not settled on that, but um, but obviously that, and we'll come to your thing in row in a minute. But there's obviously a few Liverpool, Liver, Liverpudlian candidates: Torres, Suarez, Michael Owen, Robbie. Hey, I was, I was, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking about Michael Owen. Yeah, I, was, I, yeah. I, I, I felt like um, I couldn't really include him because I was a bit young to watch him play. Yeah, yeah. So. He, he, I, I, yeah, I, I, I sort of think obviously Owen's career being cut off by injury was it was a big thing because it happened just at the you know just he was sort of reaching his prime etc etc i i don't really think i mean you know i think we were all at the age where michael owen was like you know the kind of childhood hero of yeah. certainly lots of our friends and stuff i don't i don't know even even at his very best whether he was quite that absolute top level guy i mean you know i know it's not a great way to to look at it but obviously i mean when his time at real madrid he was basically a sub for them he uh, did did well there, but but you know he was not considered to be on the Raul Ronaldo level. Um, I'm not sure he did enough in the Prem to certainly be in the comp. You know, there's there's a big conversation here, lots of strikers. I don't know. I think we're all probably in agreement that Owen's probably not there. No. Um, yeah, it wasn't in that. I don't think Fowler either. I, I, I mentioned no. him just because I've got a list of of people. The, the only other one is Torres, obviously a bit Suarez more. Suarez as well. Suarez. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Well, well, that was it. I was going to say. Luis Suarez was on was on my list. Um, I I don't know whether this is slightly skewed because obviously he only had three and a half years in the Prem, mm. um, and also I think I'm so impressed by the player he became at, or at least was at Barcelona that maybe I'm yeah. slightly skewing my my thoughts here. But I, I still think that the player that Suarez was for about two years, in the last two years he was he was at Liverpool, was a better footballer than a lot of the strikers that we've talked about. Maybe yeah, the longevity factor takes it away because he was only a couple of years there. Um, yeah, only that. I think everyone everyone takes away the fa- the fact he was that good with obviously the bad press with the World Cup or the Euros. We know when he beat bit Chiellini, and then and then obviously I mean Patrice Evra that all debacle as well. I think <laughs> yeah, that just Ted kind of tarnished and Morgan. Tarnished his, um, <laughs> it just tarnished the actual ability that he had. And people, you know, overlooked it because of the the, the press. Yeah. Um, and Ro, you had a controversial one. I did. Or I maybe did have a very controversial. controversial one. So my my controversial one is Jamie Vardy. And he is he on your list, or is he just a? Is, is he just no, he's, he's he's still on my list. I'm I'm basically having the same list as um, wow. the discussion that we had. Yeah, I just think obviously like I've been more into football, you know, the last seven or eight years, mm. and I just think obviously with Vardy, he's he's you know he's he's on 99 goals at the moment. He's not had a tremendous amount of time in the Premier League, and it's just such a shame that he wasn't in the Premier League earlier because even yeah. though he's on a bit now, yep. he's still running round and he's still got immense pace, and you know he's just relentless and he's just you know, he's, you know his attitude doesn't seem like he he's getting on he's he kind of seems like he's you know in the middle of his career in the premier league rather than you know near near in the end 
Mm-hmm. And I just think he's, you know, his actual goal ratio is really good. Um, is yeah. you know that season obviously with Leicester, it's it's better than Rooney's. Yeah, yeah, like his his season with Leicester that this, when they won it was, you know, unbelievable. Him and him and Mares just seemed to complement each other, and obviously yeah. the, the the play that they they were doing as well. Um, but yeah, definitely he's up there in in my in my top five. Like as much as obviously. We've talked about Harry Kane and his, you know, his, his goal ratios and stuff like that. I just think Bardi for me is a more exciting player, and I think he's a bit more of a lovable player because he's he seems more down to earth. Lovable, lovable or hateable? I'd argue. Uh, I'm not suggesting that I hate him, but I think for I think he's more he's more trash, like Marmite. Yeah, yeah he's, he's more like Marmite. Whereas Harry Kane's mm. playing it safe. I think obviously um, Vardy, you know, he's. Played at what Fleetwood was it for a bit, yeah. and then made the jump to the Premier League in you know in later years. Um, yeah, of Harry Kane's very Mayfair, Jamie Vardy's very <laughs> East End. Very yeah, old <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there's there's definitely an argument that Vardy is is you know up there with with great Premier League strikers, even though he's still going, and even though he seems a bit of a pretender, given the, the way, you know, the fact that he's only played for Leicester and the fact that he's kind of just happened upon this, you know, from non-league, he's just cut, sprung mm. into this amazing striker. And, I, I, you know, I don't think it's as crazy as I initially reacted to it a couple of weeks ago. That's being said, when you look at the, the players that you're kicking off the list for him, I don't think you can put him on that list. I mean, there's, yeah. there is... Un, sort of undeniably rumoured Barcelona yeah. quality players here. No, yeah, I understand and that. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that Vardy's not, you know, capable of of being in those squads, but a top level Premier League, I'm not really sure you can quite put him there. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think he's of that ilk. He's a very, very good Premier League player, and I think his his story is obviously a testament to to players lower down in the in football footballing world but I don't think like you said I don't think he's he's of the same ilk as Henri's the Rooney's Aguero's he's a very very good player but yeah he's, he's not quite there for me so so I've got far, a bit of a uh, controversial oh, if we go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got um I've got big rom big rom <laughs> I Big mean, Rom. I didn't. I'm trying to hold back on my swearing here, but piss <laughs> off. Can I just cut you off before I listen to this? Because I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Go on. So, for example, for a start, I know that Romelu Lukaku is something like, what, 11th on the Premier League all time scorers list? He's got more goals than Drogba. And I, I use this, I use the example of Lukaku to, sh- to show why stats can be completely misleading. Because anybody, this is not necessarily Lukaku versus Drogba, but Lukaku out-statistics Drogba frequently. And yet anyone who, Ash is about to do it, but anyone who suggests that Lukaku is worthy of a place on this list and Drogba isn't, is deserving of a hard slap in the face. See, I'm <laughs> talking more about my, um, my, my dislike towards what Manchester United does to players. Okay. So the stats I've taken are from... Before he's joined United, so just just allow it because I've done maths and stuff. Okay, and that's a minus goals and whatnot. Okay, so if you if you minus that away, like everything he's done before he's gone to United, he literally mirrors all uh, well, per, like goals per game and goals and assists per game, completely mirrors Van Persie in terms of st- in terms of numbers. 
yeah, in terms of numbers, like no point. So it's no point mm. five one goals a game, and no point seven goals and assists per game. Yeah. I, I just I just think he's a really good player, and like yeah, I mean, <laughs> he he gets much well, more hate because of how he was at United than he deserves. Yeah, he's doing well at Inter, isn't he? He's absolutely smashing. Yeah, it, so. exactly. He he did become a bit of a an, you know a bit of a not a scapegoat, but it was certainly one that people mm. kind of laughed at and go, haha, isn't he isn't he rubbish and blah. I agree. Searching for his yeah. first touchdown, the M six was. But but even yeah, <laughs> but even even when you know because obviously he was you know when he was at Everton, obviously he was linked with linked with moves to bigger clubs and stuff. And mm. the season at West Brom was very good, and now the season at Inter Milan is very good. Even even then, with all his statistics, have you ever? been truly like God, Lukaku is a hell of a player like, even Inter Milan he kind of is it's, it's Martinez who's getting talked about with the Barcelona transfer not Lukaku as, as great as Lukaku is doing and I know he's just arrived but it it, 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 seem, it seems to me that, you know even when he was at, when he was at Everton and stuff it was like great player but it's it's Chelsea Man United going after him not Barcelona and Real Madrid which is certainly what a lot of these players on this list got, got what would you say he's missing then I think it's his style of play. I think he's a very bullish striker, and I think Barcelona, Real Madrid like a very intricate, mobile. Not he's not immobile, but a very technical sort of striker, like you see with like Suarez and Griezmann. So I think mm. his style of play is almost like an old-fashioned striker, like an Alan Shearer. Doesn't help him. I get the. All teams. I get the feeling that when it comes down to a striker, and say he's one-on-one with a keeper do you feel confident with Aguero scoring yes do you feel confident with Henri yes do you feel confident with Lukaku clinical yeah I just think that he's he's got this inconsistency like I think he's very much like how Zlatan is in a way where yeah you know he's got great amount of goals and and statistics but you know just like Zlatan the only reason why he got them goals is because he just shot at any given moment in time, like his conversion rate, Zlatan's is uh, isn't that great. I just think that Lukaku is not identical, but I think he kind of does that that same kind of technique where he just shoots mm. quite a lot and doesn't actually be, you know, he's not clinical enough. He doesn't he doesn't wait for the right time. He just mm. kind of he's kind of immature in a way with his decisions. Yeah, I don't know. You're saying that, but he's got he's got 28 assists before. Well, everything I'm saying is pre. Uh, Man United. I mean, he's got 28 assists, which is the same amount as Jamie Vardy playing in what what, what could be the same well same position, but obviously different players. Mm. But he's done it in 60 less games. Mm. So I mean, is that that shows he, he must not just be shooting from anywhere. No, but I mean, no, there but is I mean, some going back to the whole. Yeah, there, no, there is, but I mean, like going back to the whole. Do you feel confident that he'll score a one-on-one? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just don't think that he's, you know, he's not got that kind of composure. I think he'd knock it in the top corner every time. I <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to link yeah. us back just to get back on track because I don't think Lukaku's going on this list. So I think we're quite. No, I, I, get, I just wanted to, to talk about how United ruins people. That's for that's the fine. We've got, all, we've got lots of time for that. Um, like we'll, we'll, it a week, sure week we'll come back. We'll come back to that at some point. But so okay, I think we I think we universally agreed on the inclusion of Henri, Rooney, and Aguero, and yeah. then I think you three all had Van Persie and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and um, Harry Kane, I'm, I'm going to say Harry Kane. So, I, so I guess Kane as well. I guess I guess the three that we've all agreed on are in. There's no question. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to reluctantly include Van Persie just because the three of you are so keen on him, and he's not that far off my 
off my thing. That, that mm. leaves us with one space left. Candidates. Kane, Drogba, Suarez. That seems to, unless I've missed anyone mm. that we've talked about, that seems to be the three that we kind of... Uh, Romelu Luke. <laughs> Romelu Luke. <laughs> um, I mean, you know... Anelka? Anelka, I mean, again, not, not compared to those three, I don't think. Sorry, I don't think we can have Sergio Aguero on there and not have Harry Kane on there as well. Well, I mean, the, the I know what you mean. Into I guess you, it, what it comes to there is the the argument that you know of achievements and not not just not just individual accolades and golden boots and stuff, but obviously Aguero has led has led his or at least has been involved in a couple of title wins and and, and stuff like that. That does cut. That does that does help. It doesn't necessarily. You know, I don't ever like talking like that because it just needlessly takes away uh, the ability for teams and lesser players in lesser teams to get involved in the running for these things but um i think i don't know there's just some there seems to be something something missing with kane in the sense of the, the reputation of the guy seems like he, he's got he's got another he's got another level to get up to do you not do you not feel like do you feel like we see yeah. the best of kane i feel like he, i feel like he's is, in fifth gear waiting to be in sixth i think the problem is that tottenham don't have a backup yeah, they don't have an effective backup, so he's playing all these games. He's playing I mean, far too much football, and he's getting injured halfway I, through the season every season. I I absolutely love Harry Kane. I really do. I I will defend him to the hilt. But there is no way I can have this list and have him above Drogba. There's just no way that I can put Harry Kane in whatever way you judge it. Like I can't say that you know Didier, Didier Drogba has been fundamental to uh, well uh, three Premier League wins. He's won the Golden Boot twice. Uh, had it not been for injury and Felipe Scolari hating him, his statistics that everybody consistently throws at him would probably be a hell of a lot better. I, I you're really, you're, you're really going to leave off the captain of your country, Harry. He's <laughs> stupid that he's captain of the country. I'm sorry. You shouldn't, I, don't, I don't believe that Strike should ever be well, a captain. Again, of the I'm going to rate just rain us in just, just before we go down another <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was backing the rebuttal up. So, <laughs> I, was, I was ready. To... And let, I mean, I don't, I don't like, I'm, so I, I'm, saying, I'm saying Jogger for that fifth spot. Now, Dave and Ash, you guys had Kane, didn't you? So um, that basically means Josh. Um, you have the deciding vote. Unless Decide you want to say it. someone else and then Ken will go in. By, uh, <laughs> I I by default. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to flip a coin. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This is, no, this is, the, not, not, this is not, not the pod we are. You're not, you're not losing. You're not taking out. You, you've got to decide. This I'm is sorry. The, I'm sorry. You know, should we, should we start off a pod with a time cost like they should you know, uh, a for a football match? <laughs> no, all I'm saying is this is about us deciding. You know. I can't decide between the two of them. That's why I'm going to the coin. But Okay, so this list is getting decided by... So the, I think that, by default that, that should mean Harry Kane goes in. No, because no. We've me, me and Egby are like we, we, we you know, we, we are stern in our convictions, Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm like far more stern in my conviction than either two of you. So <laughs> okay. that outweighs it. All right, roll okay. coin. So that what that side will right. will be Drogba, and then it's kind of a normal for coin. The sake, <laughs> yeah, for the sake of the list, I'd say flip it and let us know what happens. <laughs> it landed on Drogba. Did he Drogba? Okay. 
I just think what does that mean? It, Vardy it is. <laughs> Vardy it is. <laughs> no, I'm like I, I want to say Kane, but I, I'm gonna have to go with Harry. Like he's, I think he's still developing as a player and as a striker. Uh, whereas most of these other players that we in strikers that we've talked about have their identity or you know they've got their playing style. I think Kane's not fully developed into the stri- the striker that he can be as of yet. He's you know fantastic, but. Yeah, I think if if he was to put Kane in, he would be the one that sticks out as he's not the com- he's not complete yet as a striker. Whereas the other, if Drogba's in, yes. you can easily identify all five of them as complete strikers. Six years time, I, I'm happy to have the conversation again. But I think when Kane is halfway through a season, I cannot accept that we're putting him above. I love Kane. I, to be honest, I can't accept that we're putting Van Persie above him, but he's unanimously in, so there's nothing I can do about that. So I have to fight this corner. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, in 312 pods, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring this precisely, back up. So, precisely right. 312. All right, we're going, to call that our, we're going to call that our five, and now we've got to get them in order, yeah. which is possibly a little bit more difficult. Um, now, I think we've got two are saying Henri top and two are saying Aguero top. Is that right? I'd, I'd say Aguero top. Aguero top. Mm. Even though his stats are very similar to Harry Kane and Harry Kane's six, um, <laughs> I guess I guess based on based on what we've heard, I think we can probably presume that Drogba's fifth. As much as I don't agree with that, yeah. but with probably Drogba's fifth, <laughs> he's just squeezed in. And just I'd say, foul. given given that we're all unanimous on Rooney, I'd probably say Rooney's third and Van Persie fourth. Yep. I, so it's basically just a fight between the top two, unless anyone disagrees yeah. with that. No, no, I'd say that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Okay. So for the for the sake of the Henri Aguero, Aguero thing, I, we can each, I guess, do do a pitch. But I'll, I'll do my brief little, tiny little pitch for 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 the Henri thing. I think one of one of the weaknesses for for Henri was all was I guess that you could throw it in was maybe didn't do it enough in the in the very big games. But that's but but apart from that, I think everything that you that there is to have in a fantastic striker in terms of things that he can do on the ball, ways that he can finish. Thierry Henry had. Uh, he was a dribbler. He was a you know he was a um, he was a finisher. He was a he knew exactly where to be. He could beat people. He could um, whatever it was. He could you know had all the skills in the world. Um, but I think that he's he's a level above. I, I know that statistically in terms of goals, Aguero is on the same level, but I can't quite put them on the same trajectory simply because of the fact like I, I look back on man on man city's brilliant um seasons and brilliant kind of um uh what you know title wins or whatever and, and aguero is never the never the sole guy that stands out is he's the he's the man it's always it, like it's always yeah, a, a collection of be. players but even more so it's like Yaya Torre or David Silva or like yep. recently Kevin De Bruyne. Company, De Bruyne. I always feel like Aguero is is an absolutely pivotal part, but he's he's the sort of, you know, the, he's the unsung hero. He's on. Well, you could say an unsung hero, but like, I think you could even say that's shadowed in the, in in the fact that his. He, I think last year was his first time he got voted into the team of the year. Yeah. So like every wow. every every season it appears that the Premier League believes that there's two strikers <laughs> who have had better seasons than him. And I almost feel like that kind of says says a little bit at least in the sense that when when has there really been a proper Sergio Aguero absolutely 
dominated that season. I know he's consistently very, very top level. But in the same way that you can look back at certain seasons and go, Henri was absolutely phenomenal that year. And he was, you know, out, absolutely the top of the top of the pile. I just don't know if you can say that about Guerra. Mm. Go on. I mean, <laughs> you could argue the fact that the competition is a lot harder. I'd, I'd second that. Mm. So, competition is a lot harder. How? In terms of teams. Yeah, in terms of the, the opponents and the teams. Um, obviously, there's more money in te- there's more money in the Premier League now than there ever has been. So obviously, mm. teams are you know investing more and. You could say that, yeah, even though he's not having these pivotal seasons where you go, oh, that, that season, I mean, 13, 14 season, or yada, yada, yada. Are you going to punish him by way of this because he's not having bad seasons for his good season he has every year to be a good Exactly, that's, 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 what, that's no. what I'm thinking. Like, he's no, consistent. But, but he's think, consistently but, good and, he, like... Obviously, the season when City first won the first the first title and the commentary leading up to the goal, you know, the just, commentary alone is just the comment. <laughs> yeah, mate, the commentary alone gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. But I just think, yeah, you know, I understand your point. How you say like as a striker that season, Van Persie, uh, Van Persie was on fire. Oh, Thierry Henry was on fire. Aguero's always kind of on fire, but just not burning as bright as other but strikers that's, that's what i mean that's that, the that's, point, that's, yeah. that's the main that's the main point he's he's a solid eight out of ten every week which very few people are or every season but has he what ever would you rather take if if you to if you that's to pick not, like that's not what this is this conversation yeah about. it's but, it's, but it it's about is. Who's, who's the best it is now well i mean I, honestly i'd rather take i'd rather take on re but that, i mean that's just that's not that I don't take that lightly. I just because I had a lot of time to think about this before I came on. Mm. Uh, Aguero, I'd absolutely taken a heartbeat for any team in the world, but I, I think that the level that Henri was capable of reaching was that little bit level higher than, than than I've seen from Aguero. And Aguero has been, you know, consistently brilliant. But he's I I just I I I think back to it and can't really remember him mm. absolutely having the same blitzing. Uh, streak that Thierry Henry certainly had in the Prem for for four or five years. Yeah, no, I would echo that. I think for me, mm, true. Henry was he's he's just level was like just through the roof. And I think also if you think he 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 never won like Football of the Year, World Play of the Year, did he? But I think he had more of a chance of winning it than Aguero ever would. I don't think he would ever have that conversation. Whether they were both when if they were both in the same played in the same decade and in the same at the same time, I don't think you would ever hear being like, "Oh, Aguero, I think should win World Player of the Year, Football of the Year." Henri would always have that advantage. I think it's just his class just shone through, and as Harry said, he would he would dominate matches on his own. He would get the ball and do everything on his own. Aguero is always like the cherry on top. Aguero would always finish off these elegant moves that City have. He never would shine and dominate and just be yeah he was he was just incredible Aguero I had third for mine but I don't think he's nowhere near the standard of Henri so who goes first I think we'll leave that to you (laughs) comment below if you think you go do it as a poll on Twitter let people speak I mean yeah I mean I mean absolutely let you know if this if this gets any kind of of listeners we'll be than, making than, multiple than they, accounts. Then they will be letting us know. But um I think 
um obviously we're, we're kind of split here and i'm going to obviously be a little bit biased but if if we have to make a decision and i'm not going to do it on a coin flip as much as that benefited me last time um <laughs> i will i will make the executive decision that due to the fact that aguero is still going i think it's a little a little harder to to put him at the top when there's still time for him to potentially do what, what i asked to reach that um point in the map point of the mountain where Henri uh, is um but look I don't think that I don't think there's much in it, but I think, I think, relatively speaking, over the courses of their Premier League existence, I don't think I don't think there's I don't just I just don't think anyone rivals uh, Mr. Mr. Henry. Even even though you can statistically get close, I just think in terms of looking at them, watching them, I'm going to have to override the two of you there and uh, announce the the definitive list. Um, so in fifth place. Somehow we've got Didier Drogba. Absolutely, should be in, should be in the top <laughs> three. Should be in the Not top Harry three. Kane. He was, Not Harry Kane. He was always, he was always, hey, he was always better than Rooney and Van Persie, but whatever. He's number five. Uh, then we have number four, Robin. Robin, two seasons at the top, Van Persie. Um, and then number three, Wayne Rooney. Uh, he's probably the only one I'm kind of like, yeah, that's about right. Um, and number two, Sergio Aguero. Number one, Thierry Henry. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, feel free to let us know how wrong you think our list is on Twitter at Edge of the Box Pod. And while you're there, why not give us a cheeky little follow as well? But from all of us here, hope you're having a good week uh, and a good lockdown. And we'll see you all in seven days' time.